0: I was telling my girlfriend that uh, relationships are like jobs, be it uh, you're into women or you're into men or whatever you're into, Um, just some relationships have better perks than others. Like, you can be in a relationship that's like McDonald's, where you're just grueling hours of you need time to put in. Um, you get a little back. You get treated like shit by outside people. <laughs> um, you know, not that McDonald's jobs are bad. I mean, you need to fucking go through them. I, I personally believe that you need to go through these uh Jobs, I'm talking about real jobs right now, like McDonald's jobs. Um, When you're younger, uh, I used to work at a bingo hall. I actually turned down a McDonald's job. And I worked at a bingo hall in my younger days. And it was very similar. I got the job at McDonald's and the job at bingo at the same time. And in in retrospect, I think I should have taken the McDonald's job. But they were very, very similar in nature where it was a... I worked at the snack bar. I made coffee. I fucking bingo people love coffee. And this was like a hundred years ago. So you were able to smoke inside the buildings and I would come out at the end of my shift smelling like the under part of some homeless guy's tongue. That fucking smokes too much. So I would serve coffee and make uh, and <laughs> pretty much heat up Microwave pizza, or I don't even know. What, remember what kind of food we served there? But it was very, very low bottom or the barrel type of food. Not like the most invested in food. Uh, you know, burgers and whatever. Like whatever they could get at the. I was actually at, at the top of a no frills. Sorry, sorry. It was underneath a no frills, so they would just get their supplies from up top and get the no name brands and just flip a burger uh a box of burgers what is it like 6 to 8 burgers and the box of burgers was like 7 bucks and each burger sold for about 5 bucks so it's a pretty good return actually if you ask me oh yeah so i i dealt with a lot of people a lot of the same people but very different People. There were pricks There was a lot of assholes there's, there's a lot of people who took bingo very, very, very seriously They're very superstitious And they used to, like, put troll dolls And they would kind of border their table With all these trinkets And superstitious type of things Like some people, not all people And you, you, you're not able to even look in their direction And, uh yeah, so people would work all day. Then they would come to bingo. I, I know this because my parents were very addicted to bingo. They would work all day, and then they would come home and directly go straight to bingo, and they would stay there. Uh, bingo ran from, like, four... So it would be, like, two-hour sessions, three-hour sessions. So there was, like, a three or, or four to six, and then a seven to nine, and then, a like, a ten to twelve and they would just stay there all fucking day, same people day in, day out. There was a solid group of, um, I would say, at least a 100 people that were there all the time. And then you get the random people that just come in and out uh, or play weekly or day, or every other day or whatever. But there was just a solid hundred of these fucking people that just lived for this shit. Uh, a lot of them were retired. I'm guessing. Now that I think about it, they're pretty fucking old, or maybe they they were old because they lived like that. Anyways, um, fucking kind of going off on this tangent here. Uh, my original point was relationships are like jobs, but I want to talk about this bingo thing now. Maybe I'm going to talk about this a little. And it was so funny to be working there because I, I. It was a little bit roomier than McDonald's. When I say roomy, I mean, like, not like like physically roomy. Like, I just had a little bit more freedom to be who I was. I didn't have to be, like, an android. Uh, you know, McDonald's, like, oh, hi, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, smiles are free. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I was more of a, like, I, I kind of got to know these people on a one-on-one basis. Um, I also got to hate them on a one-on-one basis. But it's kind of like... Hey, Bob, how's the kids? Oh, they're great. Can I get a sm- uh You know, they get the usual orders of their same coffee. and But with that, there is a caveat to that. There was a lot more unorthodox work to do, like um, non-traditional stuff. So at McDonald's, you know, you got to clean the bathroom. And what I've been to McDonald's a million times, hence why I'm fat. But I've been there a million times. And I like to think that most of the work is is repetitive, mundane work. And, you know, you get some McDonald's in the hoods where, like, bums will fight or they'll fucking leave shit all over the tables and whatever. But other than that, it's day to day. But at Bingo, the irony is uh, the people were monotonous. They were very, they're, they're the same people, but... You almost had to kind of deal with different shit almost every on a weekly basis, not on a day to day, but on a weekly. For example, um one day, like a regular like I said, those superstitious stuff, right? So people will 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 fight and they'll bicker and they'll be yelling and then you gotta, you gotta calm them down, or there'll be times when someone someone that you know who's a regular just has a shitty fucking day just so snaps on you, takes it out on you, and you kind of got to deal with this fucking guy the whole night. And then the next day, he's back to normal. Um, one time, there was a dude, this old gentleman. I don't remember him really. I think I remember him just being a nice old gentleman that just came down all the time. He He was in the bathroom taking a shit and he f- had a a seizure i think he had some sort of episode it was a seizure and he fell in the middle of his shit and he shit all over the floor like the stall was he was like it was i'm sorry that i'm not describing this really well but imagine chocolate jello pudding I don't know what this guy would eat, but that was the consistency and the look of his shit. It was black jello pudding and in the middle of his shit or you know what, now that I think about it, maybe he fucking had the episode as he was about to shit and he fell off the toilet and his shit exploded like a volcano and he shit all over the fucking floor. He shit all at the bottom half of the stall Surrounded the fucking stall with with shit, and to make matters worse, he hit he hit something on the way down or on the ground, and he ble was bleeding like profusely from a fucking wound, either from his lip, or his eye, or something. But this fucking melee of bodily fluids was just everywhere, and. Nobody know. Nobody, uh, nobody knew that it had happened until some someone else went into the bathroom and said, "Holy shit!" and fucking told us to call the ambulance. Thankfully, I think the man was okay. The ambulance came. You know, they grabbed the man, and it was in, it was in a basement of a no frill So they had to pull him up and all the shit. And guess who? Guess who had the lucky shift that day? So I walk into this bathroom. And I... Oh, God. I till this day, I shudder. I shudder because blood is dark when it's, like, in a pool. And then it kind of... When it spreads out, it gets red, like, that b- red that we all know. But mixed in a pool of black pudding jello shit, it is some weird tint. This, the color of the floor was weird because the guy... The, okay, so the guy was... The guy, let's try to all picture this together. The guy shit, he fell off the toilet or something and he shit on the fucking floor and he kept shitting like a diarrhea and it's all over the place and then he hit his head and then the blood mixed with the shit because he was having a seizure because he spread it everywhere. So it was like somebody had grabbed and smeared it just fucking all over the ground. And I, I remember that was the first time I ever dry heaved to the point where I thought my stomach was going to come out of my, my pardon my phone, my stomach or my lungs was going to come out of my fucking nose and mouth. But I did have to clean it. So I don't remember, I just remember the manager told me, fill the mop bucket with with like cleaner and water, mix it and throw it on the floor and then start mopping it up and dump it in the urinals. I'm going to leave the the rest of the cleaning imagination to you. But until you clean blood shit and fucking smeared all over the public toilet of a bingo hall in the basement of a no frills in the ghetto. You could talk to me about some some shit that you had to do. But anyways, yeah, so kind of relationships are kind of like that. Some of them are blood smeared shit fucking bathroom filled sorry shit filled bathrooms that you got to clean up and fucking they make a mess and you got to clean it up and obviously you don't get any acknowledge for it you just got to fucking deal with it it's something you have to deal with and then there were job i'm sorry jobs there are relationships that are like jobs where you work from home and you make like a hundred thousand dollars like like bloggers where it's just easy and it's it's lovely and it's and you love it and you enjoy life those are the lucky ones but like jobs i I think you really got to go through a lot of shitty fucking relationships a lot of shitty jobs like real jobs you know and it builds your character this is what i'm getting at this is my point my point is i have i have a lot of young friends i'm 38 a lot of my friends are fucking a lot of people i know um, just from the gym or because I am a club MC and like I'll still know a bunch of young people or my cousins, younger friends that reach out to me and talk to me. They bitch and piss and moan about relationships. And I mean, we all did, right? We all, we we didn't know, especially guys our age, people my age. We didn't have social media to have an outlet. We didn't have, um, you know, we had <laughs> like, girls and beta males, I guess you could call them. I guess I was kind of beta back then would have journals <laughs> or you just ate it just like a job. you just had to eat that shit shitty fucking relationship and you just keep striving towards it and eventually at the shitty job, you either quit or you get promoted and things get a little bit better or you think it gets better and it stresses you out and then you just gotta realize that fuck you know maybe maybe this job's not for me. Now, I've been through a lot of those relationships. I've been on both ends where I've been fired or I've fired my relationship. And I don't know. I I just, again, I think it just builds character and helps you, makes you stronger. And I had been talking to a friend of mine at the gym today. She And we were talking about how these, these kind of relationships... I don't know where it happened, but um, physical craziness relationships kind of morphed over the years. I guess it's it's the introduction of social media and its popularity, but I had a girlfriend. Um, I had an, sorry, I had an ex-girlfriend and she was all fine and dandy and, the, you know, but the relationship didn't work out and I didn't see her as crazy. Okay. you know what? Let me start this all over. So my friend and I at the gym were talking about crazy relationships, but she doesn't, she doesn't, she's like 28 years old. So she's 10 years my junior. She doesn't know or has never experienced an actual crazy person like in a relationship, not like crazy, like mental health crazy, but the effects of a breakup crazy, you know, like All that stuff that you see on TV about people burning fucking houses or smashing cars because of their exes or spraying their cars or their garages with cheating bastard or fuck you, you're a piece of shit. That type of crazy. Like the Hulk crazy. Where Bruce Banner just... You know what I mean. So anyways, she says she's never experienced it. And she says... She understands, like, there's levels of crazy. And I said to her, it's not much, so much as a level of crazy, but there's different types of crazy. Now, people out there, don't don't fucking slaughter me for using the word crazy. You know what I'm talking about, man. Don't be deaf, tone deaf in this situation. I'm not making fun of mental health. I'm talking about emotional instability when it comes to relationships and having to learn from them. Having to kind of earn your badge with them. So anyways, uh, she said she's never experienced that as herself or through another relationship. But in all fairness, I told her you've never, you haven't had that many relationships. And also with the dawn of social, not the dawn, we're in the fucking heap of it. With the dawn of social media happening years ago, it's acted kind of like a buffer. Whereas instead of, A lot of people stalking you or... um, I mean, they're still stalkers, but... Or smashing your car. There's an outlet now where on social media, you can call people out. You can, you know, you can vent your frustrations through social media. And just go fucking haywire, you know, without having to... (laughs) Really follow somebody, go to their house, or and do some crazy shit. Now, the story with my ex-girlfriend was before, um you know, this was the era of Friendster. So, Friendster wasn't a big deal. I mean, Friendster wasn't on your fucking mobile phone. Anyone there who remembers Friendster? I got you. Anyways, uh so we broke up, and uh, after like two weeks, whatever, she felt very confident about it. And then just, I guess it started to slowly dawn on her that this shit was real. And I went out there to have fun and I went to the casino with my friends and she kept calling me. She kept calling us. She kept calling my friends and I didn't, I didn't want to talk to her. I was in the fucking casino having a blast and she, oh, sorry. My brother ends up calling me. First of all, my friends are all like, well, why does your, why is your ex-girlfriend fucking calling us and texting us? Uh, asking where you are and why we're not answering their phone calls. I said, just whatever, leave her the fuck alone. And then my brother calls me and keep in mind, we're at the casino. So there's like three in the morning and he texts me and he says, your ex-girlfriend is here. She climbed through on top of the gazebo and into the window and is now in the basement (laughs) waiting for you. And I fucking fucking freaked the fuck out because I, that to me is is kind of a crazy move, I guess. It's like, you know, she's probably intoxicated. She's drunk or whatever. But still, you know, you got to consider it's kind of crazy considering she was wearing heels to climb up the gazebo. So, I mean, she loved me enough to do something wild. And I guess in hindsight, you know, I'm kind of flattered. But that's one for the books. That you can write down and say, "Yeah, I had this crazy girl climb my fucking window, whatever." And and then it's to some that'll be soft, to some that'll be a lot. My point is that you gotta experience that shit, whether you're on it that side or on the other side. You know, I've, I've had my share of heartbreak, where I've done like questionable stuff, but not nothing nuts. And my great hero, Gavin McInnes, (laughs) always says that, you know, one of the things in order to be a man is you have have to have your heart broken. And I agree. I do agree with it because it really, it really will, um, gives you an identity. Not an identity, but it really just puts you in a position to to know yourself. um, What you can handle, what you can't and what you want to handle and what you ordeal, an ordeal that you want to that you should just go through. And that's the same as getting fired from a really good job or quitting a good job. You know, just getting going into the wild unknown, into the forest of life. And I don't know if I kind of tied it up in a nice little bow for you all. Um, Or I didn't, or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. That's just a... Something that I wanted to share with you and how I felt about um, about it. <laughs> so, just a, a Monday Monday morning rambling, and I, I'm from Canada. So, happy Thanksgiving to all the people out there. Crowd Engineer on Instagram, the crowd engineer at Gmail. If you want to ever hit me up, I'm just creating a lot of content right now before I start getting into the meat of the uh, sandwich. That I'm making this podcast where I interview non-fictional character, sorry, fictional characters in a non-fictional world. And right now, I just kind of I want you guys to kind of gauge and get to know who I am and and tell you a little bit about myself, some of my life stories, and just my thoughts. Um, my first my first few guests that I'm trying to line up are Ryu and Chun Li from Street Fighter, not together on separate on separate occasion. Um, I spoke to Chun Li's I actually spoke to her, uh, I was going to say manager, I was, that's Ryu. I spoke to Chun-Li uh, from Street Fighter and she is in um, Shenzhen, Shenzhen right now in China um, doing like a, a, a little tour for herself. So when we get back, we're going to talk about how when she gets back and has the time, she wants to talk about, I want to ask her about you know her exercise routine and her life, um, her diet and maybe her love life. And uh, hopefully I won't offend her in any way Where she'll kick me a thousand times in the face As she's wanted to do But She's been real busy And I'm really happy for her I, I actually met her a few times um, At a at a Comic Con And um, we She remembers me From doing like I used to do these Asian parties in Toronto And she when she would stop in Toronto They would take her out And kind of just have her come to the parties and she had a blast and i met her a couple of times so i reached out and yeah so she agreed to come and say hi to me to us to the four people that listen to this podcast right now thank you i appreciate you all anyways i'm out on this happy thanksgiving to my canadian listeners and uh love and light love y'all take care have a great weekend peace